Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. This is the talk- Ticket Water Cooler. Almost two words in. I, was, I already messed up. The Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Colican Water. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Big Sky. And for the next week, we are holding it down for the Ticket Water Cooler. We have uh, Brian Munson of Husker Online joining us at 325 because Nebraska, of course, is just destroying the transfer portal, doing an off- a great job there. 24-7 actually has them ranked number six in the country. So uh, very cool stuff. Maybe the, the recruiting class wasn't ranked quite as high as you might want it to be. But, uh, of course, uh, the transfer portal, that, that's it. you gotta, you got to catch up. College football's uh, changing. So the recruiting class isn't everything. And, of course, Nebraska um, doing well there. Is that a new strategy or is that – just the real reality of the situation, kind of the, the, the situation Nebraska's in right now, knowing they have one year to fix this thing. Uh, we might talk about that here in a little bit as well. But first, just want to open some things up and uh, talk about um, some things going on in college football. Uh, after all, we are big college football fans here on the water cooler. Um, also, just kind of give you the news of the day. The biggest news of the day today, a busy day in sports, is perhaps that Sean Payton is out the door with the Saints. Uh, of course, the uh, Super Bowl winning coach there from the 2009 season uh, has been there since 2006. Um, kind of ran congruent, of course, with Drew Brees for all that time. Drew Brees stepping out and uh, they've, they've experimented with quarterback situations the last couple of years um, and uh, hasn't worked out. So Sean Payton out the door with the Saints. You kind of wonder, is he is he done? Is he going to sit around? He's got offers um, in the booth if he wants to do that. Uh, or is he going to go and find an, a young quarterback or another franchise that uh, that wants to bring him in? And certainly there's, uh, there's speculation for just about anybody with an opening. Uh, and then, of course, with even with teams without openings, uh, of course, whenever there isn't, there's anything going on, the Cowboys uh, get some talk about. It. I saw ESPN already uh, talking about maybe the Cowboys and Sean Payton, just because of the weaponry there uh, would be very enticing for Sean Payton. Of course, they have Mike McCarthy in there at the at the moment, so uh, you know it might take a. Make Peyton, if if Peyton were to, of course, um, say that he'd wanted to go there, talk to Jerry Jones. I'm sure that they could work that thing out. So, I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, Sean Peyton. There's a very few guys in the category of um, of Sean Peyton where it doesn't matter if your job's open or not. They'll move somebody out of the way so they can bring you in. So uh, it's very it's very fascinating to see what's going to go on there. But uh, surprise at all, big sky to see Sean Peyton done with the New Orleans Saints, or it just kind of seems like time. There we go. It makes sense, I guess, that you know, with with the Saints where they are as a team, they're kind of resetting, re, you know, reconfiguring the franchise post Drew Brees. Uh, miss the playoffs. Uh, if you're Sean Payton, do you do you really want to be a part of a rebuild, or do you want to go full Aaron Rodgers and just say I'm I'm not gonna be here for a rebuild? And yeah. I think that's kind of where he is. All it's gonna do is serve to you know harm his career winning uh winning percentage and and taint his reputation around the league if he is just saddled with 
a bunch of losers in New Orleans. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't give you much hope for the future there, but obviously it's a quarterback-driven league. It's, it's an offensive league, and you need your quarterback there, the stability that he's had um, with Drew Brees all those years. Maybe it makes you wonder about Mike Tomlin, right? I mean, it's the same sort of situation where they're ready for uh, a, a reset. They have Mason Rudolph there. I don't think that's the answer moving forward as far as a long-term plan. So um, it, it, it's kind of fascinating to see how over the years – it has become so connected, especially if you're an offensive coach, and that might be the difference there, is how connected you are with your quarterback um, and and how transparent it is. It, it, you know, it kind of changed that way, too, in the NBA where it was, uh, uh, you know, at, at times the coach might have a say, and then the, it kind of became a player-driven league. Um, it's just it's very obvious now how important the quarterback position is, how important that um, that that relationship is with the head coach, uh, and – these guys are, are not looking to sit around for a rebuild, and I, I suppose that's that's fair, but uh, where's the loyalty, right? Well, I mean, I think the difference with Tomlin versus Peyton's situation is Tomlin has a good roster, and they are just a quarterback away. Um, if you look at the New, uh, New Orleans Saints, I think it's either it, it's between them and the Green Bay Packers for who is most over the cap, and they don't have a franchise quarterback. They didn't have a, a roster that was good enough to make it to the playoffs without that quarterback, so it's it's really it's dire straits in New Orleans. I I, I said losers in jest, but it's they're not in a good position to win right now. At Tomlin, if they get the right guy in the draft or if they get the right veteran uh, via trade or free agency, they're gonna pick right back up where they left off with with a, a decrepit Big Ben this year. So I, I don't think Tomlin's jumping ship, and he had his chance when the USC rumors were flying around too <laughs> to put that out there and let other teams know. You know I'm. I, I, I would be interested to leave Pittsburgh. Now, he said he loves his job, basically, and he doesn't want to go anywhere else. So I, I think I think Sean Payton's a little bit different than Tomlin. Uh, Sean Payton, I don't blame a guy for uh, getting out of New Orleans right now, uh, given all of, all of that is going on uh, there. The, Russell Wilson's rumored to be interested in going to the Saints. I, I don't think they can afford to have Russell Wilson on their roster, given the current cap, cap situation. And it would just handicap that organization more in building a roster around the few players that they're paying big money to. Yeah, it, it's very weird there. Of course, their quarterback situation with Taysom Hill and, and Jameis Winston when Taysom Hill doesn't work uh, isn't the best. But um, So we'll see kind of what, what they do moving forward. He's still able to, uh, I think, get them above 500 this year. I'd have to go back and double-check, but they were right along that line. Um, and uh, so it, it, it's it's kind of shocking news. Not not too shocking. I guess there were whispers about it the last couple of days. Um, and, and usually when there's smoke, there's fire. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of figured he might – you know, he might stick through it and, and go through that rebuild, but he is um, 58 years old, I believe. Um, and he does have, it's also been reported he's got offers in the booth. I mean, and, and, and why wouldn't you? I mean, he's one of the best offensive minds in, in football. Um, kind of interesting, too. He's got a movie coming out on Netflix about the year he had to leave. He was suspended for a year because of Bounty Gate, if you remember. Uh, and he went and coached like a, his, <laughs> I don't remember if it was his son or somebody related to him, like their middle school team. Um, so they're having Kevin James play Sean Payton, and that movie is set to come out here, I think, in like three days on Netflix. Um, it's like a Happy Madison production from, from um, of course, Adam Sandler. So I'm not sure how, how serious it's supposed to be. You know, it's Kevin James, uh, Paul Blart, the mall cop, so I'm not sure um, wh- how it's going to look. But that wouldn't be my first uh, pick, I don't think, in, in portraying Sean Payton. Is, is Paul Blart, mall cop, the first 
thing that comes to mind when you think of Kevin James? I would I would say King of Queens because okay, I had okay. I watched that a lot okay, good, uh, growing good. up. I was gonna say I think I think Kevin James James is gonna be more well known for King of Queens or yeah. or Grown Ups, not Paul Blart Mall Cop. But I appreciate you trying to go with something that came out when I was a child. <laughs> I am more learned than that. I'm the I've actually I, I feel stupid because obviously they they, they I, I just never put two and two together that King of Queens was talking about Queens, like where the, the, where the plot was, uh, right? That's where they kind of stayed, and I never really put that together. I was just like, yeah, well, it's kind of about the two kings and queens, sure, whatever. But I never knew that they were talking about Queens, New York. I knew they lived there, or, or like in the area. I just never put it two and two together. I was just like, yeah, I never thought about it. I think my favorite character in that show is Arthur. Oh, yeah. He is hilarious. He's, uh, yeah, um... Seinfeld's dad in, in that series, um, and I believe Ben Stiller's father over all altogether, right? Arthur's is his, it, is his real name Arthur? I believe he's Ben Stiller's father. That's right. in real life, but Ben Stiller plays his father in flashbacks in that show. <laughs> and then obviously Doug, Doug is hilarious. Yeah, and it was cool if you ever watched. They would also like his character was friends with a few other ones, mainly primarily that I remember um, Raymond from everybody loves Raymond. Yep. So they would do kind of like crossovers. I don't know if it was just because the studios were in the same place or is owned by the same companies or whatever, but I th- always thought that was pretty cool too. When you'd see him crossover. Well, I thought they did that crossover really cleverly as well. Cause they, they had him like meet at a football game, like a jets game. I oh, think it nice. was in the parking lot. So I thought that was really clever. Uh, you know, back to sports, but well, King, no, of, King of Queens, great show. King of Queens is a great show. Um, also, I, I always thought it was weird. The one part about, uh, since I brought Everybody Loves Raymond up, is that he's a sports writer. So I know, like, we, we've kind of lived in that world. We know Steve Sippel, of course, and you're on your way to, to off to be a sports writer. Um, they Like, that's completely ignored like they they i don't know how many seasons they had like 11 or 12 or whatever they had like one episode where he went into the office other than that he's always home for nights and weekends and family times and big and you know like well, he holidays w- and that that's not sports writing that's it's not true to the form he'll watch games on the tv instead of going to them right like, like sip will go to a husker game and and you're just sitting there like, I, and then there's one time where he even gets invited to a Hofstra football game, and he declines. Oh man! His his dad wants to take him to a Hofstra game. He declines, and and uh, his brother, big the big dude, yeah yeah, who plays a mobster in Subway commercials now <laughs> That's or something right. like that. Pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, Brad it, Garrett's his name, and, yeah. and the actor. Yeah, he catches the NCAA record long field goal attempt in that in that <laughs> episode, and and has the ball, and then everyone figures out it's Raymond's brother, and then they're coming for Raymond because, you know, he he's stolen this pri- priceless piece of history. Oh, because his brother took it home. Yeah, he, he didn't give the ball to the kid. He, he took the ball with him, and they're making a big old news story about oh, it. Oh, nice. There's that one point where they have like a, a fake TV broadcast where they interview the kicker, and the kicker's just like, I just want the ball, man. <laughs> i got to watch that episode. I I'd figured that I'd seen all of them because uh, I had like basic cable as a kid, so all I got to watch was King of Queens and Raymond or whatever was on. So um, that's kind of a fun flashback there. But like you said, maybe we should go back to sports. Uh, another interesting thing happening today, the Baseball Hall of Fame um selections uh, for the year will be announced at five i believe uh central time um it's the last year for guys like roger clemens and barry bonds to be uh inducted you only get 10 opportunities so it's their 10th go round um it seems like the the percentage of the voters they need to get 75 percent of the vote from the the baseball writers um and i think it's been increasing i i hope that they include it i mean 
I think it's just silly. I know that they 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 have like this character clause in their Hall of Fame, um, and so the steroid era they just want to take completely out of it. But you have guys, you have Bud Selig in the in the Hall of Fame. He like he was in charge. I mean, he just put his head down in the sand the whole time um, uh, f- through the steroid era. And to me, it was is especially important to me because this was like my childhood. This is how I really got into baseball was the McGuire Sosa home run um, race, and then a, a few years after that, of course, Barry Bonds taking over um, the single season record and the all time record for home runs. Um, it has the record for walks as well, uh, and, and and right up there with stolen bases and from his earlier career. Um, as someone that didn't go, I guess, live through the steroid era, um, does it does it bother you to see that stuff as much as anybody else, or do you have a, a strong opinion about whether or not they should be in the Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, there have been steroid scandals in baseball in my in my time. Yeah, um, you know, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodriguez, a Rod, Ryan Braun also got danged with a huge suspension from my Milwaukee Brewers, and I, I feel he like- was never the same after that. It seemed like. Eh, he, I mean, he was aging too at the same yeah. times, and then he had some injuries. And he had to stop steroids. Yeah, and he had to stop. <laughs> yeah, his 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 recovery from injuries was probably affected by the fact that he wasn't doing the steroids anymore either. So yeah, yeah he was a very different player following that. And the Brewers were just a, as an organization different because when he was at his height, he was batting three, and then Prince Fielder was four, and that completely went away yeah. after after Fielder went to the Rangers again. Or back to back to Texas, I think. Did he start his career with Texas? Somebody can no. He started his career with Detroit, then he yeah, ended right. it in Texas. But uh, uh, and then I, I mean, Aaron Aaron Rodriguez is probably Alex. Uh, yeah, sorry, jeez, yeah. I'm I got Aaron Rodgers. It's just on the, A-Rod, I got yeah. I got Aaron Rodgers on the mind, here. right? Alex Rodriguez, he's probably still going to make the Hall of Fame, and he got dinged with a steroid scandal. So I don't understand why we're holding th- the people who did it in mass accountable for it. Like uh, Rodriguez isn't going to make it in this year, yeah. but as Rico and Nick were talking about on on the show right before this one, he's probably it's it's going to take a little bit of time, but he's eventually probably going to find his way into the Hall of Fame. But we're just going to take the era where it was almost acceptable amongst the entirety of baseball to do steroids. Yeah. We're going to say that those guys can't get in because they were doing steroids and it, you know, it, and that's the, exactly the point it was known you'd see guys beef up and in and, and play and eventually in 2003 they can't they crashed down on it but you it was it was basically just look the other way type of thing and and that's you know something that's been involved in sports i mean you kind of do that um at the it, you know kind of <laughs> with um basketball uh college basketball especially but you know these these hundred dollar handshakes that have been there for years you know there, there there's been um different eras where you look the other way. And when it comes around to the hall of fame, um, you're not going to do that. You're going to all of a sudden stand tough and say that the all time home run King leader can't get in. Um, I think it's silly. And, and it is interesting the way that they're going to view Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz. Those guys are first time, um, ballots this year. And both of them have had, um, I, to be fair to Rodriguez, not or, or to be fair to Ortiz, not as much as Rodriguez. Rodriguez had to sit out a year, um, but yeah, Ortiz, Ortiz was li- listed on the 2003. Uh, I forget what the name was called, but this huge list of, of Major League Baseball players that they expect they suspected were on steroids, and then he he never tested positive for it after that. So it'll be interesting just to see. Um, and, and he's just very lovable. 
So you kind of wonder, like, Barry Bonds is not lovable. He's the opposite. He, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So how much does that play into in factor? And it does. I mean, these are baseball writers. These aren't, this isn't like, um, you know, some, you know, a computer that can stand alone and look at just stats. These are baseball writers. So how much does that play into it? It's all fascinating. But I, I swear to God, if Todd Helton makes it this year and not Barry Bonds, you're doing injustice to baseball. And that's nothing against Todd Helton. He's like a five-time All-Star or whatever. Maybe he can get in too. But the point is, you can't I always just go back to, to telling the story of baseball if you visit the baseball hall of fame and the all-time home run king isn't in there the seven-time MVP you're not telling the story of baseball put an asterisk next to it I don't care you put an asterisk next to his name everywhere else go ahead and do it in the hall of fame but it, it, Barry Bonds definitely deserves to be in there Roger Clemens deserves to be in there yes they took steroids but Major League Baseball didn't do a good a good enough job of trying to avoid players from doing steroids so though I mean to stand back and act high and mighty when they look the other way the whole time, it, that should reflect in your own Hall of Fame. I, I mean, it, it's par for the course for the MLB and the Baseball Writers Association to to make a move like that and leave Barry Bonds out because they're all about their their tradition and you can't affect the game, you can't yeah. change the game. So it's, it'd be it just very on brand to do it. And I will be surprised if they if they let him in uh, with his final go around this year. Just off the simple fact that they're so traditional and so you know protective over the sport, but I think that's one of the things that's holding back baseball right now, and one of the reasons why you're seeing a drop in popularity in the sport, in youth, uh, youth participation, and just fan engagement. I think there's a lot of people who are passive fans of Major League Baseball, but there are there are less and less everyday fans of baseball teams every year after year yeah and it's so generation like, after generation yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly i i mean i'm a, i claim to be a brewers fan i've only ever been to a brewers playoff game so I, that's that's the only time i care is when they make the playoffs right. so if they don't make the playoffs i don't watch an M, i don't watch an mlb game and i'm not going to go to an mlb game because I, I i could care less i i only care in october well, and it's usually a very regional sport, right? You gravitate toward whatever team is in your region, or like you or myself, you you know, you just pick a team and then you go from there. Um, but it, it is, and it's also, it's. I've always found it to be one of the best sports to go to, right? I mean, to to enjoy live, you know, the the, the sun shining. You don't have to be aware or like glued to the action the whole game. That's kind of nice as, as for like casual viewing, um, but it's a tough TV product. And that's what, I mean, that's kind of what they've been fighting uphill for a long time. There's, there's not, a, you know, very little game action, a lot of standing around and, and planning for things. You know, um, we always say chicks love the, love the, <laughs> the long ball, right? The home runs. Um, and, um, and, and so, you know, they, they've kind of, that was part of the fun of the steroid era to begin with was just dingers left and right. And of course, uh, you know, I, I, you can, you can like a pitcher's duel, but you can't watch 10 of them in a row. I mean, it's just tough. It's, 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 so I think they, they obviously do need, um, something to, to enhance the product, uh, and offense was kind of the answer for that, and it's it's kind of made its rounds. You know, it's kind of gone back in, into that play as well, um, where teams are swinging for the home run. They're not they're, a lot of you know strategy isn't to get singles and move guys over at this point. It's to swing for the long ball. So um, it, it's kind of fun, um, you know, to to watch it get back into it. But it is it it's like you said, it's it's losing a fan base, and part of it is this probably separation from the the traditionalists that that do want to, to to build this big fence around uh, the Hall of Fame and say, you know, we're not going to allow anybody. We have this character clause, even though they already have guys in their Hall of Fame with major character issues. 
Yeah, and I think there are a lot of people from the early days of baseball that probably would fail the character clause today. Oh, yeah. So it, it's it, it's shifting standards, you know, the whole moving the goalpost discussion. I, I I think baseball needs to make some radical changes, and it could start with letting Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. I think that is It could be start. the first step in the right direction. Embrace Barry Bonds. For those of us that loved watching that guy destroy home run balls. I don't care what he did to his body. It's not my body. He had, it was huge. I mean, all that happened is his head got three times as big as it used oh, to yeah. be. But the, the best argument is always that he was a he was a Hall of Famer before he started taking steroids, just as a, a, as a different looking player, albeit, but still. When did he start juicing, though? Uh, I think it was late 90s when he really started you to beef that, up. You know that for a fact, Bach? That's when his body started to look like it was doing it. <laughs> no facts given there. Uh, I will... Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but on the other side, like we said, uh, the Nebraska football team has been doing great in the portal. And we'll talk to Brian Munson of Husker Online, who covers that stuff for a living, uh, and uh, and catch up on some of the latest news, news ahead. A lot of stuff to come up here with Brian Munson of Husker Online coming up here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Coligan Water on 93.7 The Ticket. Just tell them. 